0: Welcome to another episode of the Get Back Coach presented by Apollo Media. Today, we are joined by a man that lives my dream every single day. We have Mike Barker from College Football Campus Tour. Uh, Mike, thank you for joining us today.
1: Hey, Jake, I really appreciate being with you guys.
0: Um, Now, we are college football fanatics, and I just want to know – How did this all start, your campus tour, you know, going to every FBS school, going to, uh, I think, 47 FCS right now? How did this all start? When did it all start?
1: Yeah, I mean, like a lot of things, it wasn't intentional. Uh, My dad played college football. He played linebacker at a small school in California called University of Pacific. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, growing up, always liked sports, always liked football. Um, in 2017, I took a trip to Colorado and I was going to I was staying at the hotel. It's haunted called the Stanley Hotel that inspired Stephen King to write The Shining. Oh yeah! And it's in a town called Lake Estes, Colorado. And on the way there, you could stop in Boulder. And so I did a campus stop and it wasn't called a campus stop at the time. I just stopped at Boulder, went around, uh, you know, enjoyed the walking around the campus, uh, couldn't get inside the stadium there but outside there was a, a ralphie bronze uh, statue and i had a student take a photo with me in front of it and i thought it was cool and then an our north is fort collins colorado my dad played a game there he said his best game ever 19 tackles one interception and so i wanted to, to go to the old stadium hughes stadium well when i arrived on campus they were building brand new canvas stadium there and, it, and you know i got to look in and see stadium construction and there was a Ram statue, and it was bronze, and I just thought, hey, I better have a student take my photo here, and then I got that, and then just instantly thought, man, this could be a cool thing, like an amazing race, go to all the Mm -hmm. campuses. I started to do that more and more, then the the next step was go to games, and I started in 2017 with 11, then it kind of doubled, and, you know, eventually in the pandemic year, you talked about FCS, they played in the spring year, so in 2021, I went to 81 games. And the uh, final 130 FBS school was at Utah the day before Thanksgiving last year to accomplish my goal. So uh, it's been, like I said, unintentional, but very cool.
0: So when when you kind of established like, hey, uh, I'm going to start knocking these off of the list, um, where did you start? Like, what was, was there a particular rhyme or reason to like, for you to like map it out like did you want to cover california first and then start branching from there or did you want to work east to west uh what was your thought thought process
1: yeah in the beginning you know i did in five years and you know if i think that you could probably do it in four if you were perfect the whole entire time you know when the maxion games come and there's two there's a period in november you can do 15 games in 19 days when it's tuesday through saturday three weeks in a row and so in the beginning everywhere you go is a new one but then As the, you know, you check them off, you got to see what's available. Obviously, we had COVID years, no fans, no all that stuff. But in the beginning, I just started with, uh, you know, mostly local schools, uh, you know, San Jose State, Utah State, UNLV. I did make one trip. I went and saw uh, Troy play a Thursday game, and then I saw a doubleheader as UAB at Legion Field and then Alabama LSU at 2017. So I branched out a little, but it was if you could go back and have like that conscious decision, I'm starting today and I'm going to knock it out. You could do it much more um, methodical and planned out, but that I kind of, you know, did the natural stay close to home until I, I was convinced this is what I was going to do.
0: Was there ever a, or how about this? What was the, for an entire week, how many have you knocked off in an entire week, either campuses or games?
1: Well, in 2017, after uh, I decided to do a three week tour and I, I flew to Miami and I visited 99 schools, drove up to Maine, drove over as far back uh, west as Minnesota, drove all the way down south of Texas, finished out in in uh, back in, in Florida. And I hit 99 schools and just kind of solidified this was what I was going to do. As far as games in a week, like I said, the the action weeks when it's Tuesday through Saturday, you can hit five. You know, my goal now is I always try to hit a double on Saturday if possible. So you're going to look at the schedule. You're going to like, for example, for me in week three coming up next year, there's a noon game at South Carolina. There's an eight o'clock game at Clemson. It's a two hour drive in between. So you want to go to, you know, you want to hit three in three days. But if you can hit three or four or, or two on a Saturday, then you're already adding more.
0: No, definitely. Um, so I, I did want to cut. Con- oh, lost Jay. Lost Jay. <laughs> He'll come back. That's okay. it's that Houston. It's that Houston internet connection. I get it. Um, but if if you were going to introduce someone to college football, the great sport of college football, where would be the first place you take them?
1: Well, it would have to be somewhere in the south. Uh, you know, I live in California and. You know, I joke that uh, college football is dating kryptonite right out here. You know, if you talk to a, a woman about, hey, I go to college. I mean, it's like, OK, what yeah. else? In, 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 and it would probably be specifically a place that doesn't have pro teams. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, in California, for example, we got the 49ers. We got the Rams just won the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. You know, you got the Dodgers in baseball. You got the Warriors in basketball. You know, college sports just in general is so low unless USC is number one or, or you know something like that so you know I, I would probably direct them to you know alabama i would probably direct them to georgia uh you know i i went to tailgates at old miss and you just see people of all ages and you see you know daughters of sons and and they grew up in this i'll never forget being in alabama and this, uh, you know, grandma had her pom-poms and she was singing all the songs and graduated 50 years ago. So it's just the kind of thing where you wanna be out in that environment and get kind of intoxicated by it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there are places, you know, you can go to Boise State, the fans are great and nice. Uh, You can go to different places across the country. There's some stops in the Northeast, you know, Pitt is very, those fans are very passionate. But if you want to do the first one to drop yourself in it and see if you like it, you got to go somewhere in the south. And, uh, you know, they say it's SEC bias, but
0: it's a real thing. It's really
1: true. Coming from a person who
0: didn't grow up there, it's a real thing. No, definitely. Um, so, I mean, Jay and I are lucky enough. I don't know about lucky enough, but I mean, Jay played at A&M. Um, I die hard Penn State fan uh, my entire life. So we are kind of blessed that we have fan bases and we have a football culture that is one of the top tier in the, you know, in college football. So I have to ask you in regards to a and and Penn State, what were your takeaways from touring both of these campuses? And did you see a game at both of these?
1: Yeah. So two of my favorite stops, uh, both of them were in 2018. Um, so I went to A&M versus Clemson. And, um, you know, I tell people that, you know, first of all, 12th man, you know, you hear it. Uh, but the way that they have the everybody, you know, the students and the cadets positioned, uh, you know, right on the second and third deck, they're looking down for hand signals to coordinate the, the chance and everything it's intimidating. I mean, you go somewhere like Baylor and they put those guys right behind the bench and they'll yell and stuff, but that was a coordinated, impacted fan effort. And, you know, Clemson, that was a national championship year. That was uh, Trevor Lawrence's first college game. Uh, And, you know, they replaced Kelly Bryant at some point, brought him back in, but that uh, Kellen Mond and there was a receiver and I can't remember his name. You got Jay, you probably know, but he was catching balls on top of his head.
2: I I think that was Kendrick Rogers
1: exactly man and so that game you know i think texas a&m was unranked and, and clemson was top five and i it, it was uh texas a&m scored it was down two and if they com- uh, converted the two-point conversion they would have gone to overtime they didn't get it but just being in there i mean i was sitting with two ushers in the upper deck and i wasn't even sitting in my seat and it just was enthralling it was amazing so that kyle field just it 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 took my breath away that day and then Penn State, uh, same year, I went to the whiteout versus Ohio State. And, um, you know, I couldn't even sit facing forward. There were so many people there. I had to sit sideways like this. Oh, yeah. You know, going to the bathroom was not really an option. You couldn't maneuver.
0: It's we were terrible. Trying
1: to, yeah, we were <laughs> trying to get through the little concrete opening to get there. And there was a backup and everybody was yelling. It just was a mass of humanity all at the same time. And, you know, the pregame stuff with the fireworks and – you could see the, the towels waving. It was like pulsing through the stadium. The energy was amazing. And, you know, uh, Trace McSorley played a great game. They held uh, Ohio State down for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dwayne Haskins, RIP, just passed away a uh, mm-hmm. short time ago. 27-14, led two fourth-quarter drives and and won that game on a TD to KG, K, KJ Hill, 28-27. And when KJ Hill scored, he went like this and it was the biggest contrast between noise it was a record for beaver stadium so um i'm looking to go back to both of those hopefully this year and both of them i mean i would put in my top five top ten absolutely
0: yeah well, Jay, are you, you gotta say something? yeah yeah i
2: was just gonna say uh so obviously like with a&m and penn state uh it's two what i feel like in college football are the biggest bastions of of traditions uh out there so if you had to pick between one or the other
0: you're gonna make them do this oh yeah absolutely I
2: have to <laughs> oh. which one which one is higher on the list
1: you're gonna put me out there um and I know so if I say Penn State then I'm pissing off an ex uh, Texas a and football player I realize that um I, you know it, it's it's like one a and one b but i'll just i'll be truthful if i if you told me hey you can only see a game saturday one game it's either uh whiteout or it's uh pence or uh kyle field i'm going to choose uh penn state that's what i would do and the only reason is is just because you know i like how kind of secluded state college is and i like how everybody just descends on there it's very you know. But at the same time, you know what I liked about because, you know, we we might we're going to talk about tailgating a little bit. I just love all the activity outside of Kyle Field. You know, there's a, just everything going on. You could walk there. You could walk around campus. But um, I don't know. You know, I've been to a lot of games in Texas and Texas A&M jumps out. But if you told like, I, you know, nothing majorly separates them. I just would choose Penn State.
2: I, I have to ask, but uh, I appreciate you. Given us a response on that. Sometimes it's uh, you have to put somebody on the spot. Uh, everybody, like, you know, you,
1: the, the, the downside of going to all the games is everybody wants me to rank them all. But two things, yeah. number one is I, you know, I like pretty much all of them in, mm-hmm. in some form or fashion. And the other thing is I got to go back to these places. So it's hard for me to say, <laughs> you know, people will say, Oh, what's the worst stadium you've been to? I'll be like, Oh, Buffalo. And they'll be like, okay, well you can't come back to them up. So yeah. But no, I, I want to give you a truthful answer.
2: Yeah, dude. One thing I remember about that that 2018 game uh, with Clemson and A and M. So before the game started, there was a a massive rain shower that kind of came through yes. uh, College Station, and there were people. There's like this little creek by uh, by Kyle Field, and there were exactly people like floating down the the little creek just like playing football. It was one of the wildest things I've ever seen out there. Just because the the the, the sudden rain just like caused it to kind of be in like a flood situation and you know drunk tailgators doing what drunk tailgators do best uh making the the best out of a sloppy situation yeah and that was, that was definitely the, a great game to attend you know it was
1: one of the first weeks so i'm sure it was new freshmen just on campus for the first time i actually had gone to the noon arizona at houston game and it was 35 to nothing houston was winning at halftime so i left early and when I got there, the rain was breaking a little bit. Kids were wet, flopping around like you're talking about. So, yeah, it was a, it was a cool environment to just drop yourself into.
0: Wait, Mike, you, you've gone to multiple games on the same day?
1: Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier when we are you know, I mentioned that in week three, yeah. there's a, – on a Saturday, there's a, a – Georgia is playing at South Carolina at noon. Mm-hmm. And then two hours away, 8 p.m., is Clemson hosting Louisiana 10. So, when I do my schedule – you know, they, they have uh, the first three weeks of the year, they'll announce all the kick times. Right. Then after that, they got the six day and the 12 day rule, which is the networks are going to hold them to try to see where they're going to put them the best games in prime time. Like for example, I want to go to the Texas a and game at Alabama this year. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to Alabama for a long time. Now uh, I don't know if it's going to be at 1230. I don't know if it's going to be a night game, but you got schools like UAB that's an hour away. You got Alabama AM, and There's all these opportunities. So You know, when I put out my schedule, I have to put a lot of caveats out there like, you know what, I think I'm going to go here or I'm going to go to this one, but I can add it. But yeah, now, you know, now that we're in the weeds, we try to do as many as we can. And, you know, if you there's 11 FBS schools in Texas now that Sam Houston State's going up. And if you play the schedule right, you can hit a couple every week. Right.
2: Yeah. And like I mean, because two games in a single Saturday or I guess if you did it during the week, depending on if it's like. A uh, um, action game or something like that. Uh, I have to imagine that's a uh, quite a bit of energy expended. Uh, I know last year the big one was there was a a, a kid that went to both uh, the Red River Shootout and the uh, Alabama and Texas A and M game in College Station and rushed the field at both games. That's cool. Uh, yeah, but like I I just I can't imagine. It, it seems like going to a college football game is is such a I love going to college football, but it, it takes a lot of energy to go out there and 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 attend these games. So I can only imagine how how uh, intense attending uh, attending two in, in one Saturday would be.
1: Well, I tell I tell everybody what I do. I put in quotations. It's the glamour life, right? Okay, because on one hand, it's like whack a mole. You pop up, you're at the game, and oh, everything's good. But as soon as the game ends. You know, you might have to drive three hours to the airport for the next flight. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I don't really stay in hotels because if a night game gets done at 11 o'clock and I got a two hour drive to the airport and my next flight takes off at 6 a.m., what's the point of getting an airport uh, flight? You know, I, I tell the story. I was at Louisville one time. It was a Monday opener on Labor Day against Notre Dame. And, you know, they usually open the stadium up two hours early. You can go in. And I'm looking at my watch and it's two hours early and I'm like, open the gate. What's wrong with you? And I didn't realize I was in the wrong time zone. It was actually three hours ahead. And people are like, who is this guy trying to tear down the fence three hours before? You know, so you lose track of where you are. So, yes, it's it's energy expending. It's, you know, I actually told somebody, you know, the first game this year is August 27th. And then the last regular season game is November 26th. That's basically 90 days. So it's a 90 day sprint you know do all your off-season training everything but when you're in it, it it's it's a sacrifice of a lot of things but you know it's worth it
2: i mean and that's that's the thing that you kind of touched on there is traffic in these college towns i mean a lot of these college towns aren't built for the the masses of people that are coming into and out of mm-hmm. on, a, on a college game day so I, I can imagine if you're trying to hit two in one day trying to leave one stadium and get to another can be a, a little bit of a battle trying to fight against uh traffic
0: i'll yeah, just imagine- say Oh, so quick you mentioned
1: yeah. Penn State and I can distinctly remember yep. leaving that game mm-hmm. walking probably a mile and a half to my car and it's not like you know I don't know if I flew out of LaGuardia or Pittsburgh I can't even remember but that was a long walk with a depressed hundred thousand p- fan base walking to their cars and you, I mean, I'll say this as a joke. You question your life when you're doing that. You're like, okay, I'm a grown man and I'm walking a mile and a half to my car. What is this? You know, so I, I exactly, I know what you mean.
0: Mike, nowhere to lie. After that game, I I was, I was texting someone um, who I was seeing at the time. And I said, I literally want to hurl myself off the stadium. <laughs> um, and, you know, you talk about parking and – Penn State is probably the worst parking situation in the country. It's terrible. Josh Pate has said it, um, and I'll I'll, uh, say it too. Uh, If you're going to do Penn State, if you cannot go to noon Penn State and then go to Pitt for a night game, you'll never make it. You will never, unless you leave the Penn State game early, because traffic leaving there is atrocious. It's awful.
1: I got a story for you. So I was with my brother on a trip. I took him for his birthday. He wanted, it was a, you know, it's like Megadeth 25th anniversary concert. And it was Sweet. in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And so I, you know, I always make family do stadium tours whenever I take them on a trip. And and so we're driving through happy Valley and I happen to show up on the day of the spring game in April and I didn't realize it. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, I want to go right, yeah. and I'm driving and I look and there's a guy on the side of the road holding a sign that says need two tickets. And I thought to myself, I'm like, you have to scalp for spring tickets? And, and I didn't even try to go. He had, I have a picture of it in my photos. Really?
2: Um, yeah, yeah. Because so. usually,
0: I mean, I haven't been to the blue-white in a while, but usually blue-white's free.
2: Yeah. I thought So maybe, maybe it, was, it You know what? They got all grabbed it, up or something.
0: Parking passes. Okay. I bet you it was parking passes or something. I just saw like that, that sign. I was like, I'm yeah. in a
1: different world if you can't even get into the spring no, game. So. they'll <laughs> average
0: – they'll average probably like 75,000 for their spring game. Um, maybe he was selling to that. Could maybe be he was type. selling yeah. to, Maybe yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, he um yeah. They'll average about 75, but yeah, if, if you were going to Pittsburgh and you just wanted to like, Oh, Hey, well let's take a detour. That detour is going <laughs> to take yes. you longer than you think for a spring game there. Um, has any stadium ever surprised you? Like, You know, just kind of like, hey, all right, we're going to knock this off the list. And then going there and, like, immediately falling in love with the place. I mean, that's –
1: honestly, you know, you see all these accounts that rank things. And I'm not saying you have to be everywhere to know. But for your question is very important because you'll have a preconceived notion about a stadium. Like, let's say, for example, ACC. Mm -hmm. What's the one that everybody puts number one? They put Clemson number one. Mm -hmm. I think – Lane Stadium in Virginia Tech is number one. I walked into that place, and there's high-slope bleachers on each side. I mean, obviously, it helps with the inner Sandman and everything Mm -hmm. like that. But I just liked it, and I thought the aesthetics were great. And I went to Clemson, and, you know, they run down the hill, and they fire the fireworks and everything. And But I just thought the stadium was kind of bland, you know. So Mm -hmm. um, those are the kind of things where when you go and you visit it – They're an FCS school. I'll give you an example, and now I'm naming names. But uh, Kennesaw State is about 25 miles outside of Atlanta, and I had them on my spring schedule. They're a quality playoff level team, and but they play in basically a soccer stadium, and it was all kind of that. uh, I don't know. Want to say like cookie cutter, mm-hmm. yellow colors. It just was bland to me. And it, did, it didn't feel like football. And so I saw it and I changed my schedule and I went somewhere else. So those are the kind of things that, you know, sometimes everybody will promote a brand new great stadium and you'll walk in and it doesn't have a personality. And yeah. then you'll hear all oh, this place is old and, you know, they should replace it and you walk in and you can just feel history or there's something about the layout that you really like. So that's why boots on the ground is very important.
2: Yeah, that's one thing that I've talked about, I think, quite a bit on here is A&M when we play at Kyle Field versus the neutral site game at Jerry World against Arkansas. Uh, that place just it, it feels so soulless. And there's something about the, the old college football stadiums that have so much character uh, that it's just it's a certain experience that y- you don't get from these kind of sanitized uh, newer stadiums
1: hundred percent. I mean, I, I call NFL stadiums office buildings with fields in the middle. You know, you yeah, do have, I your, you know, I, I took a tour of a Green Bay field or a Lambeau field and they told mm-hmm. me they said, you know, they sit on metal bleachers still. And they said if they put in actual seats, they would lose up to 7000 seats. Yeah. So you got all these people in zero, less than zero degrees paying hundreds, thousands of dollars and they're sitting on metal benches. Uh, so, you know, I mean, we just had the the, the Super Bowl in the RAM stadium, you know, 20 15 20 miles from the Rose Bowl, which is literally like the most iconic outdoor mm-hmm. stadium possible that, you know, you start the game at 3:30, it's sunlight, then it goes to dusk and you can see it over the hills and hit. It's just the perfect thing. So, mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, anybody that plays in, you know, we got a, a few teams that have deals to be tenants in NFL stadiums like Pitt, like South Florida. UNLV just went into the Raiders stadium. So to me, those are automatic. And, and Jerry World, same thing. I mean, how cool would that be to have Arkansas on campus at Kyle Field? It would be amazing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I always talk about it. It's, it's, uh, I think we're going to get back to it eventually, uh, to a home-and-home home series, which uh, I'd always prefer because I, I, it's not just the stadium, and I, I'm sure you feel the same way about this. It's the environment. It's the town. It's the whole experience of college football that you don't get when you play at an NFL stadium. No, so
1: I mean, right now, you know, the world's largest cocktail party, Georgia and Florida, you know, it's great that it's in Jacksonville. But I mean, can you imagine if that game was on campus in Athens or if they had any in the swamp? You know, I know Alabama, you know, the way the SEC rotates, you get the team in the opposite division very rarely. And, uh, you know, Alabama played at Florida not too long ago, and that game, the crowd was just you know, frothing at the mouth to get those guys there. So, yeah, I mean, I understand the reasoning, obviously financial to play some of these neutral site games. I'll give you another example. Monday, uh, the Sunday uh, game in the opening weekend is LSU playing Florida State and they're playing in the Superdome. And then there's the Monday game and it's Clemson and Georgia Tech at um, the Falcon Stadium. And even the Georgia Oregon opener is not in Athens, it's at the Falcon Stadium too. so I'm cutting my week one trip short and not going to the Sunday Monday games. If it was at Death Valley and if it was at Bobby Dodd, I would go. Mm-hmm. but for those reasons it's it's not college football. it's not to me so yeah.
2: and I'm I think on the, the the only exceptions, and me and Jacob talked about this, is like the Red River Shootout played at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. Yeah, that's a very different feeling than an NFL stadium. Mm-hmm. And then you look at Army Navy, which, I mean, I I, I get it why they don't play that one at a uh, at either of those stadiums. Yeah,
1: I mean that one is probably based on capacity, you know, because both those uh, Annapolis small. and West Point are small. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's the same thing. I mean, you know, the Cotton Bowl, like you said, is not a brand new two thousand twenty stadium that you can't navigate unless you. It's an old stadium, and we like it. And, you know, I was actually doing a podcast earlier talking about War Memorial Stadium in Arkansas, how they still play one game there. So that's another alternate quote neutral site that's old that would be true to the college football feel that you're talking about.
0: Yeah, I just think like like Pitt and especially Pitt and Miami. If they, and again, in Pitt, I understand because they don't have anywhere to put it, but if they had their own stadium, I think that would help tremendously with recruiting, especially Miami, because if when they destroyed the old Orange Bowl and put up the Marlins, I think a part of the U died that day, and now they have to play off campus and The Miami Miami fans in general, I'm a Dolphins fan. So like just NFL, I know it's, it's not the most passionate of fan bases, but those people that live in the city don't really care about the, you it's, it's the alumni that stick around. It's the people that live close to campus. It's the students. And you kind of make it more difficult for them to travel to the, to that game. And again, you watch that game on, you watch a game there on TV or if you're there, um, it's like Jay said, it kind of feels like there's, there's heart that's missing. You know, I think those fan bases and those programs would help tremendously if they just built their own stadiums.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if you have a 70,000 seat stadium and you get 40,000, you feel good, but then you look around and it's 30,000 empty seats. That's another thing there. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, you know the obviously the 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 finances work for them to sublease these places we get it but yeah i mean i tell everybody that my number one historical bucket list stadium would be the orange bowl i mean just the environment i growing up in Washington, florida state miami and all those matchups it just looked like insanity you know and you yeah. wanted to be there and you know old pit stadium i know they put a basketball arena there so they say they couldn't build it i you know i've been to a few games at heinz field the North Shore area right there is, is a cool area. It's got bars. It is, it is beautiful. It is. But, again, it's not their home. You know, right. fortunately, both Pitt and the Steelers have yellow, so they can kind of mm-hmm. make it the same. But I agree with you. I mean, you go to Temple, uh, you know, Lincoln Financial Field is not next to the the campus. It, it just – so, and, you know, the same thing, uh, the Ra- – uh, not the Raiders. The UNLV just got rid of Sam Boyd, and they're going to play in the Raiders' stadium, which is great. I went there for a game. They wouldn't even allow you on the top level. So right. imagine playing a game and you look and there's at least twenty thousand seats you can't even occupy up there. So yeah, you guys appreciate the choir here. Yeah, we we
0: figured as much. Yeah, <laughs> um, let, let let's talk about some tailgate scenes. Um, sure, sure. Again, you don't have to tell me about any any bad tailgate scenes, but let's walk me through some some of the better tailgate scenes or some of the most more interesting tailgate scenes that you've come across.
1: So I wrote down kind of like a criteria that I have. Okay. okay? So number one criteria has got to be near the stadium. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can do all you want at a a parking lot a mile away and take a shuttle. It's not the same thing. Okay. So that leads into number two, which is, is there sufficient space? So again, you could have a a spot right next to the stadium, but if you can only fit 500 cars, that's not going to do it either. Uh, Variety would be number three you know, you have a lot of places that'll just have like big motorhomes, and you just look and it's just this endless track and you don't know how to differentiate anything. So, you know, you'd want different activities, you'd have different food, maybe boost to buy clothing and swag and all that. Uh, number four is a friendly environment. Uh, you know, you go a lot of places and if you have the wrong shirt on, you know, I went to the national championship in 2020 in uh, Superdome and it was New Orleans, uh, LSU and uh clemson and i wore a marshall university shirt and i was like nobody could be mad at marshall because i wanted to say i'm not a fan of either but don't attack me because i like a nice school right um and then the the last one is very important and it's weather you know you can have places and you go to the you know you go to michigan and maybe you can tailgate in september and then you can't after that so those are the criteria now there's some that hit on all of them but not all of them A couple that stand out to me, LSU stands out to me. Uh, Not only is there space, not only is it right near the stadium, you know, you got the Mike the Tiger enclosure right there. So you can see him in his habitat. You got the basketball arena right there. And then outside they have so many monuments and statues and Billy Cannon and, you know, Tyran Matthew and all that. So they do it really well there. Uh, You know, Ole Miss, another one that is classic, the Grove. Uh, Oklahoma has a a similar scene with the statues. They got all the Heisman trophy winners out there. Um, Iowa is very good. And then I got a couple that are maybe UAB just opened a new stadium in downtown Birmingham. And that is so centrally located. It's right next to a top golf. Uh, you know, they'll close off this section Mm -hmm. and, uh, you can walk around and have a drink and not fear being arrested and everything. So they got a good little, I mean, now they're playing the USFL game. So it's a good location there. Uh, I tailgated uh, this fall at Southern University, another Baton Rouge for their homecoming. And I mean, they just overtake the basketball uh, parking lot, the football parking lot, the whole thing. And then the last one I'll say, we mentioned Pitt. Uh, I took a boat and went in the river. That's where the three rivers intersect. Yeah, Yeah, that was cool. Um, And then Washington uh, is the same thing. They have a term called sailgating, where you can go and they got guys docked there and you know, different climate, a little bit colder and you get on a boat
0: and drink and drop off and it's ready to go. So those are some of the ones that stand out to me. Yeah, no, definitely. And you know, and I asked, and and I'll tell you this. Um, so I have a group of friends from college and we try and hit one game a year. It's like a tradition we started like 10 years ago. So like when I see you going to all these different places, um, you know, like I said, it's really, uh, I really envy you when it comes to, when it comes to that, because I, I love the sport. I love it all.
1: Yeah. Part of my account is, you know, two things. Number one is you can say live vicariously through somebody, you know, I I've been doing real estate in California for a long time. So I try to, you know, work like, you know what, from January to August and then I try to hold my job while I'm not there very much in the, in the fall. Uh, But the other thing is, you know, I want, the point of what I do is to engage people and meet people in real life, you know, and, uh, I'll tweet from the game and live tweet. So, you know, I'll, I remember I was at a playoff game at James Madison in the spring last year and a punter shanked a punt. And on Twitter, oh, what a, you know, he's terrible. I'm like, he's got a headwind of like 40 miles an hour and he tried to get it. And that's why it's 19 yeah. yards. So that's what I do. But, yeah, I mean, I try to showcase these places mm-hmm. as positively as I can so people can consider them for future trips. And, and then I just like to
0: meet everybody that I can. That is one of the best parts. Uh, traveling and seeing all these places is just meeting the people and just, you know, them explaining to you why they love their team or, um, you know, all the different things. You know, we went down to Clemson and we hung out with these random group of guys for maybe like two, three hours, and they still text some of of my buddies once in a while, like once a year or something like that. So it is really cool and to see the differences because Notre Dame – no offense to Notre Dame, it's, a, it's one of the meccas of college football, but it's very much a wine and cheese crowd outside. Whereas you go to, you know, Clemson um, and you got, you know, people with their um, mobile homes and you have the, the golf carts are running around. It's like a yeah. little community. So it's completely different. But that's what, that's what makes this sport better than the NFL, just the culture. It's, it's an event. When you go to a college football game, it's a it's not just a game, it's 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 an entire day, it's an event.
2: Yeah,
1: and it's two things. Number one, you're invested, right? Because I always bring up in and out burger, okay? They're franchises. What do I care if the one in LA sells more burgers than the one in Las Vegas, right? That's yeah. what the NFL is. They're just franchises of a business. And then the second thing, Jay, you said something that's basically the whole principle is I've gone everywhere and I know that they you know shoot off fireworks in the beginning, I know they sing. Bon Jovi living on a prayer and sweet Caroline. And I know this stuff, but these people don't know that this exists all over the place. So they want to show you their a primo presentation of their school. So you'll have a good, uh, you know, a good appreciation and a good opinion of them and you'll spread it out to other people. So that's the cool thing. Like in the back of your mind, you know that everything is relatively similar with nuances all over the place, but you get people putting their best foot forward because they want you to feel how they feel about their
0: school. So it's very cool. Yeah. All right. So we're going to switch gears here. Uh, so Mike, we're going to play vital information. Okay. I'm okay. going to give you a few things. Um, you're just going to give me a one or two word, uh, answer. Okay. And okay. if you want to expand upon it and just kind of explain why, you know, go for it. Okay. Right, this is when I'm uh, going to make
1: enemies. I already know. It, yeah, so let's oh, go. <laughs> well, you definitely are making enemies here. Cause I have to think um, on my feet. So,
0: all right. Uh, Favorite college football team?
1: San Diego State Aztecs.
0: Okay. okay. I grew up in San Diego. I went to Jack Murphy and Qualcomm
1: Stadium as a five- or a six-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're opening weekend. They're opening a brand-new stadium after they knocked down Qualcomm. The Chargers mm-hmm. left. Uh, I'm a neutral fan, but that's, that's my home. So yeah. 619. Nine. Exactly. Yeah. And nobody they, hates San Diego State, so I can say that openly. No.
0: <laughs> also, love their helmets. Oh. i'm am a very traditional person when it comes to helmets, but Sandy, I love that that um San Diego State Aztec, like the ruins, helmet. yeah, the red um, one with the
1: the yeah. marking the exactly. Yeah, oh, no, that's a beautiful helmet
0: yep um first player that you ever liked your first favorite player,
1: Barry Sanders,
0: okay. Yeah, favorite. I mean,
1: that, that. senior year at Oklahoma State, they didn't count the bowl game. Otherwise, he would have three thousand yards rushing in one season. The guy's are just incredible. So very Sanders. And, and this and is pro- probably. Too. Yep,
0: this is probably going to be. You're probably going to give me the same answer, but uh, favorite player of all time.
1: You know, this is, I'm going to say Charles Woodson.
0: Uh, oh, you know, okay, I, yeah, I
1: think he's the only defensive player to win a national championship. He, uh, you know, he rose to the occasion with the punt return against uh, Ohio State to win that game mm. in the Rose Bowl. He intercepted Ryan Leaf. It was just like, you know, you guys like Indomitian Sioux and other guys have made runs at it, but mm. he made the big plays in the big games to help his team win a national championship, and you had to give it to him. He even played offensive
0: receiver, so Charles is my favorite player of all time. Okay. Favorite uniform combination? Ooh. This is when you're going to start making
1: enemies. Yeah. Well, you know, it's hard to go wrong with, like, the classic white Ohio State uniforms. I love those with the white and the silver pants. Uh, You know, the Michigan helmet. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Um, Man, what else? You know, out of all the new combinations for Oregon, I dislike all of them except the white one with the silver wings on the helmet. I like that. Um, But I'll, I'll go with Ohio State. I think that okay, I love that. It. Yeah. That's my classic, okay. especially
0: when they start getting the, the Buckeyes on their helmet. That always looks cool. See, I hate it because it, it's like, it's like kindergarten. It's like kindergarten when you're given stickers, Oh, you did something good. Let's put a nice sticker on you. I get it. It looks cool. but I get it. <laughs> I mean, so,
1: so, you know, so we, we, we're going to go back and forth. I mean, Penn state's uniform is pretty bland, you know? So, uh, you know, that's classic. Pl- yeah, it's <laughs> classic. Exactly. So um, but yeah, no, I, it is. I mean, a lot of teams do it. I mean, Michigan does it too, but it, it's just something about seeing them
0: in the Rose Bowl with those colors. It's always like a, a cool look. Yeah, for sure. All right. This is when you're really going to start making enemies. <sighs> worst, worst uniform in college football. Worst uniform.
2: I'll go ahead and say mine just so you're not completely on the spot. It's Maryland, go for it. obviously. It's I 100%. do not like those helmets. It's,
1: yeah, it's like those helmets. yeah, you know, uh, oh God, I got I got a lot of people at Sam Houston state. I, I don't like their all orange look. I don't like that. Um, you know, I South Florida came out with a real lime green look and and I didn't like that um it's like yeah, the Michigan you
2: know, state with the giant state on it that was except
1: bad. all that color except all that color yeah, so yeah, yeah yeah those would be you know and then just anything yeah but Maryland that's
0: that's a pretty good one I I, I dislike that one a lot you know what Jay I, I I do love hating on Maryland but you did bring up the Michigan state neon uniform and I think that takes the cake for me <laughs> just because and I like Michigan state's regular uniforms or even if they go green on green like I'm fine with that but like once they went that neon now stop. It.
1: No, no, yeah, um, I agree.
0: Favorite college football tradition.
1: So I did the, uh, the Iowa wave, uh, waving at the hospital. Uh, personally I've spent time in children's hospitals before, and I got a chance to, you know, walk around and, and see how it works a little bit. And just to actually have a video where you can zoom in and they're at the top level and they have these paper hands that they hold. So they're bigger. Cool. and yeah. you can see them waving back and forth and just a way to to intertwine that in the college football i mean there to me that's it's a very newish tradition mm-hmm. but it's very cool just yeah. you know taking dyna- advantage of the layout and how the stadium is situated and what that hospital does that would be my number one
0: yeah no it's 100 it, it's, it's one i definitely
2: want to participate in myself oh, at some point
0: absolutely
1: it's very cool don't, don't record the video around drunk people because they will say, yell at the, or wave at the kids and they'll throw in other things. Just that's FYI. So oh, okay. you want to keep it wholesome, but they're, they're trying to get their faculties right to
0: participate in this wholesome thing. Audio so, off. Yeah, audio, audio off. off. exactly. There go. Um, favorite restaurant in a college town?
1: <sighs> oh, man. I'm trying to think if there, because I wrote down some of these that I hit in uh, afterwards. So um, there's concessions. I can bring up concessions. I can't really remember off the top of my head a couple of restaurants. So uh, concessions at um, at Memphis is Hogwild uh, Real Memphis barbecue right there Uh, at Virginia Tech. You can get the turkey leg. That's one of the best things you can get. At Grambling, they have a smoker right up there at the top of the bleachers. It's Bones House of Smoke and Catering. That's an incredible place. And then, you know, I do like LSU. You can get Cajun food and jambalaya all over the place. So um, a lot of times I don't really have time to stop and have a sit-down meal. Mm -hmm. That's
0: part of the reason of it. Yeah. You know, and I was, you know, when I put this together, I usually ask this to everyone. And as soon as I said it, I was like, you know what? He sounds like he doesn't have a whole lot of time to actually – Take a seat. In the town, yeah. Yeah, in so the town. I, I can't
2: remember
1: the name of the restaurant, but it was at Penn State, and there was a nice waitress and it was on campus. And I tried to ask her out and she asked where I was from, and I said California, and she said I only date locals, and there you go. So uh <laughs> but I had a good meal there. I remember, remember if it was the cor- uh the corner? It was it was the, it corner. Was the yeah, corner. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So it was it was just I was calm. I think it was the day before the game, everything was nice. I was like, Oh, she's really nice. I'm gonna ask her out and yeah,
0: it's okay, though. I'll I'll advocate for another if you're if you're ever back in Tennessee. OK, and again, uh, it's documented very well on this show that I am not a fan of Tennessee, but <laughs> they do have the best uh, steakhouse in the country in yield steakhouse. OK, right? uh, so if you're ever in town, if you're there like the night before, get a reservation, I'm telling you best steakhouse I've ever been to. So All right, I'll there's, check my rec- out. there's my recommendation for the campus tour. Bro. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, best sports movie character.
1: Best sports movie character. And it has to be football.
0: No. Any sport. Any sport.
1: You know, I love the movie White Men Can't Jump. And I love Wesley Snipes in that movie, Sidney Dean. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he also was Willie Mays Hayes in major league mm-hmm. movies. So, I played a lot of street basketball growing up, and I probably was the Woody Harrelson of it. And you know, I would have to try to prove myself to play. But just I, you know, I went and watched it the other day. I was coming, I bought a uh, a uh, cornhole. I, I, my mom gave me a cornhole thing for my apartment, and so mm-hmm. I said I was going to practice. And somebody said, "Well, it's not going to be the same when you're outdoors." And there's a scene in the movie where Wesley Snipes tells. Billy Hoyle. This is not the country club. You got to adjust for the wind six to eight inches to the left and he wags his butt. And so I just remember that. So yeah, to me, probably uh Wesley Snipes as Sydney D. All
0: right. Um, favorite tailgate food.
1: You know, I really like the the jambalaya out there at, uh, at at LSU. I mean, my one of the you know one of the things my mom will make is some really good jambalaya. But I went out there and got you know a California guy getting authentic uh, jambalaya from from Louisiana, specifically Baton Rouge. I mean. Uh, that blew me away. So yeah, yeah,
2: I mean, I'm an A&M guy, but I also just love to extol the virtues of, of the Cajun cooking in Baton Rouge at LSU games. I mean, that is far and away my favorite place to get mm-hmm. tailgate food. Oh,
1: man. I, I mean, they had trucks that said alligator. I wasn't that adventurous. But, yeah,
0: it was. Uh, you have a lot of choices out there, and they're probably all going to be delicious. Yep. Uh, I, I was at Tennessee, and Ellis, an LSU guy uh, made gumbo. And I wow. had some gumbo in the tailgate, and it was probably the best thing I've ever had on a tailgate. Yeah, like a it spiritual was, experience. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, this is this is what heaven is. Like, yes. <laughs> um, uh, favorite rivalry, as a neutral party, what's your favorite rivalry in college football?
1: So I want I, my criteria is they hate each other. Okay, so that right. would be the number one. Ah, <sighs> oh, man. I mean, I, I, it's to me Michigan, and Ohio State. It's it's not that. It's not that. It's got to be something. I have enjoyed recently Alabama, LSU. I have enjoyed that. Maybe it's not recently. Um, you know, I'm gonna say just because I've been around the Sunbelt Conference, and this is gonna this is gonna be really a new one. But I want to oh, say like this. I like. I where this is gonna say App State, Coastal Carolina. Okay. There it is. These guys hate each other and they Mm -hmm. have been coming up from the fcs days Mm -hmm. Uh, i went to they they played last uh, year on a wednesday night in boone thirty-one thousand people uh you know sold it out stormed the field and i sat with three guys that i know from coastal and we walked around i wore abs shirt because i'm not stupid and uh you know they everywhere every step they took you know f you get out of here you know they call them beach chickens that's what they call you know they're low all that stuff so Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> um, i'm going to they're playing november 3rd back in conway at, in uh, myrtle beach and so i'm gonna go but that right there these guys they're you know from boone is up in the middle of the the mm-hmm. you know the, the Met blue ridge mountains conway is you know is 20 miles from myrtle beach so it's not myrtle beach and these are places they just have hated each other for a long time and they are Popping onto the national scene at the same time, and I love it. I love how. Yeah, it's man,
2: good. and you, you get the the South Carolina versus North Carolina thrown yes. in there, so it's just oh man, that seem, seems like a perfect storm yeah. of uh, yeah. of rivalry.
1: Yep. I'm telling you that there's a Thursday game, Thursday night game, November third, and I mean today I actually just talked with the play-by-play radio guy Joe Cashin for Coastal, and I mean they they got a circle on the calendar. They don't feel like they should have lost, so that game is like the one I'm looking forward to this year.
0: It's what you want a rivalry to be. It's two, contra- like, two contrasting cultures, two contra- contrasting um, uniform colors, which does help it. Yep. And then you have two teams that went, like you said, from the lower, from the FCS, then fought their way to FBS, and now they're duking it out at a higher level. It's, it's everything you want. In, and in it's, a it's the
2: regional closeness that I think makes college football mm-hmm. rivalry so special, too. Yep. Uh, they, they have, like, there's some distance there enough to be where they're very different groups of people, but it's close enough that it's still that mm-hmm. regional clash. And
1: mm-hmm. you know what I like, too, is it's not one of those where it's giant schools who have accomplished a lot and they just pull that trump card about national championships every time, right? Mm-hmm. You have Florida State. They're going to ask somebody to be like, we have three natties. How many do you have? And they could have lost the last nine matchups, but they're always going to pull that trump card. So when you have people that have, I mean, App State won FCS National Championships, but uh, you don't have anyone on that scene that they just say, okay, you know, uh, domino, we're done. You can't say anything. So, uh, yeah,
0: I agree. Okay. And then the last one, favorite win in college football history. What is, so you can even say like maybe best game in college football history too. Hmm. Man, best game in college football history.
1: Or right, favorite. If you guys, man, favorite. Um, I'm trying to think. if So, like, we could,
0: usually – usually I'll say this to someone of, like, a team. So, yeah. like, for example, like, for me, like, Penn State, it would probably be, like, 05 Penn State, Ohio State.
1: All right, I got um, one for you. I got one for you. How about Boise State over Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl? Yep, perfect. You know, that's a pop. That's a popular answer. Yep. I mean, not only we got a small G five school playing the mm-hmm. perennial, you know, powerhouse, but they, the way they pulled it off first with the hook and lateral, and then the Statue of Liberty. I mean, we're naming plays that you know you do. They don't even work in the street, and they backyard work backyard football back in, the, <laughs> in the Fiesta Bowl. So mm-hmm. I always remember that game. They actually sell the whole broadcast on DVD. So mm-hmm. that one jumps out at me as is
0: really memorable and special. That is one of those games that I don't think people will ever stop talking about. Like, it's like, it's, it's like the play with Stanford and Cal the band is out on the field. Um, It's, it's going to be one of those games. Kick six kick six is a newer one, but yeah, yeah. but Boise state, Oklahoma will live. It'll, it'll outlive all of us. And to be honest
1: with you, it was the game that started the conversation about let's get everybody on a level playing field. I mean, you know, App exactly. State beat Michigan in Michigan. That was one. Obviously, UCF beat uh, mm-hmm. Auburn in the, that Peach Bowl that game. So there have been others. But that was the first one that kind of said, hey, maybe these guys should match up more. I mean, we're still not there all the way. But that game not only was special because of the plays
0: that unrolled, but the significance that it had, like the landscape of college football. Right. Right. All right. And that is vital information. All right. right. So our last segment of the day, top five stadiums. Now, Mike, you you sent me a message. Our Jay and I's criteria are probably going to be completely different as it comes to stadiums, but we did want to say, try and take the atmosphere out of it. Yeah. Okay. Which is going to be hard to do. Um, But Jay, are you ready? I'm ready. Jay, you know what? Jay, start us off uh, with your number okay. five.
2: Okay, we're counting down. Okay, counting so down. my number five, uh, and this may be a little bit out of left field. Uh, I'm going with Lavelle Edwards Stadium, uh, BYU. Yes. Uh, for part of the reason is because I'm. This is something that we talked about last week a bit, but I love the nature aspect and kind of the natural features of stadiums. And that is one of the best views I feel like in college football is just having those scenic mountains up there in Provo, Utah. Uh, and then the fact that that crowd does get pretty loud. Uh, so Lavelle Edwards Stadium is going to be my number five. Yeah,
1: definitely. that's an amazing choice. I mean, I, I have a video of shooting the backdrop with the mountains snow-capped. It could be the biggest reaction I've ever got on Twitter. So 100%
0: agree. Yeah, uh, Mike, what's your, who's your number five?
1: So my number five, we were talking about them. I tried to, to touch on maybe one or two G5s and then some, uh, some bigger ones. I, I do have a list of honorable mention I'm going to go through real quick, but just outside the top five. Okay. Uh, McLean, Baylor, uh, the Liberty Bowl in Memphis, uh, LES, BYU, um, Kyle Field, and the one that I threw in was Washington Grizzly Stadium in Montana. Uh, Oh yeah. Very unique. I went there last year for the brawl of the wild. Mm -hmm. I stood on top of the press box you know, we talked about spiritual. That was, Mm -hmm. I mean, I want to go back. So my number five, we were talking about app state is kid brewer stadium. Uh, it was built in 1962 and originally only had 10,000 seats and it had a track around it. Uh, it now has 31,000 seats and uh, you know, it's in a very secluded uh, location up in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Obviously, Boone is named after Daniel Boone, and uh, has 3,333 foot elevation. And when you're there, you're there in October, and when the, the the sun goes down, you see the the trees in the background surrounding everything. The the leaves are color uh, color changing colors. It's just a secluded, iconic special place and you know you take out atmosphere but it's not a appealing place for road teams to go
0: so i yeah. put number five kid brewery okay. i do want to hit I, I know we said leave the atmosphere out of it but you were talking about your, your friends before with coastal um uh kid brewery is starting to get a little notorious for their fans being uh not as welcoming uh, and it's really crazy that you have a group of five. Because like, usually I, in the Big Ten, I hear about Ohio State fans all the time. Uh, Penn State students can get bad. Uh, in the SEC, everyone hates going to the swamp. But it's weird to see a group of five team really start to get uh, that notoriety for being a hot, really a hostile place.
1: Yeah, they've been at the top of the heap for a while in whatever you know, subdivision that they've been in. And, uh, you know, even when Coastal won, Coastal and Louisiana split the Sunbelt Conference in COVID because they didn't play the championship game, everybody at App said, you didn't beat us. And so when Coastal went and played them in 2021 and lost, they said, you didn't beat us. So there's, you know, two weeks before that game, there was an incident with Marshall fans there, and they were very vulgar and, and someone that I know caught the video. So Yeah, I mean, it's not for the faint of heart up there. Let's just say it. They're nice, but they are for their
0: team. They will attack. And, and, you know, you you like it and you have to respect it. Yeah. So my number five, I'm going with the largest stadium for capacity. I'm going with Michigan. Uh, Place is absolutely massive, so it has to be on this list. Um, Walking in to that stadium and then seeing just how large it is, And then also knowing that you're kind of crammed in there. Um, How they get uh, 111,000 people in there, I have no idea. But I'm going with Michigan with my number five. All right. So back around the horn, Jay. Four.
2: All right. So uh, my number four, and Mike kind of touched on this a little bit earlier with the the sail gating, is Husky Stadium. Uh, So that's University of Washington. It is, again, one of those... Beautiful, picturesque places. Uh, on a clear day, you have the Cascades in the background, uh, Lake Washington. It's just such a beautiful stadium. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm partial to the Pacific Northwest as a region of the country. I think we talked about this a lot last week, Jake. <laughs> a lot. Uh, <laughs> I just I think it's the most beautiful part of the country. And, and that stadium in particular being the uh, Power Five, I mean when washington is good that place is loud it's just such a cool stadium and and having that view uh just takes it up another level yeah and
1: i have it in my top five it's just not coming up so i will uh reinforce the reasons that you're talking about absolutely uh so my number four is tiger stadium lsu um you know i went there so what did i write i wrote that 1924 was built and it was built with 100 or 12 Seats originally, and it's added, and now it's 102,000. So, at that place, has just been, you know, Jenga. They're just building on top of it. Uh, you know, we mentioned the, the, you know, the atmosphere outside of the stadium with the monuments and the Mike the Tiger. They got the, the songs going, um, and then obviously, if when the sun goes down, Death Valley is just a cool location. I went there in 2018. Uh, I have a picture. I'm reverse right there. Uh, they Georgia was ranked number two, and that was. 2018 Joe Burrow. So it was before Joe Burrow was Joe Burrow. He legend, I think, yeah. ran like 22 times in that game mm-hmm. and they beat Georgia. They knocked off Georgia. And, you know, I ran up the bleachers to get a photo and then I ran down to go onto the stadium. So Tiger Stadium, number four.
0: So this works out perfectly because my four is also Tiger Stadium. Um, yeah. Had it has had its fair share of renovations. Um, like you said, they just keep Building on top of it. Um, I love the double base goal posts. Love that. Um, uh, large, unique, um, taking the atmosphere out of it. Uh, but I think it has to be kind of mentioned, though, that the place is absolutely uh, insane. I feel like that's a stadium you have to go at night. Like, if you're going to plan a trip to LSU, you got to go there at night. You can't go at a noon kick or a 3.30. got to go when the lights are out um also the logo in the middle of the field i just think is absolutely epic that it's not their actual logo like that tiger logo it's that eye and it's all i've right. al- i always thought that that was like really cool um but yeah i got lsu lsu for my number four all
2: right. all right so back to me for my number three uh mike this is one you talked about in your honorable mentions fcs school washington grizzly stadium Ooh. in missoula montana i knew it
0: i knew it was coming i saw the look in your eye and i knew montana was <laughs> yeah
2: i mean look this is a bucket list stadium for me it's just missoula if you i don't know if you've ever been jake but it is an incredible college town yeah. uh you know it, it's kind of an outdoorsman's paradise but the stadium itself is just i mean it's right up against a mountain you have the giant M there on the on the mountain to just kind of, like, show you where you are. Uh, and it's – I mean, my dream is just going to a, a late-season game, cold weather, snow, and just enjoying, I think, maybe the mecca of FCS college football.
1: Man, well, you know, everybody's like, Montana should move up. Montana should – they don't need to do anything. They are so – I mean, it's such a good – so I mentioned briefly that I went to the Brawl of the Wild last year you know, they were campaigning to get game day to come and they decided to go to Michigan State, Ohio State. And I think that game was like 42, nothing at halftime. And I shot a video and I tweeted it out and Jeanine Edwards ESPN was like God's country and all that stuff. I stood on top of the press box cause there was no room in the press box and it just, it, it, it will affect you in ways that you don't imagine. So Jay, I, I hope you do get that. And, uh, it's, it's great. So, uh, my number three is the one that Jay mentioned previously, which is Husky Stadium. Uh, I went there last year and I didn't get a chance to sailgate, gate, but um, it was raining and they have these large overhangs there that protect you and uh there's something about the the, you know you obviously can look out at union bay which trickles into uh lake washington but there's something about getting up high underneath those overhangs you know if you want to do the whole seattle thing and grab a starbucks you could do that but you're insulated from the rain it's a cold climate you're right next to the water and jay you mentioned how the sound uh kind of gets trapped in those uh in those overhangs it's an intimidating environment obviously we're not talking about environment but just the layout to be able to look right into the to the water be protected and if you want to be out in the elements you can sit in the end zone that's fine um, but yeah husky stadium I, that is one jake in the beginning you talked about what one that surprised you when you walked in it wasn't that i didn't know that it was good i just didn't think it was that good
0: right no definitely um it's it should be on everyone's bucket list husky stadium absolutely um so my number three Camp Randall, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, during the civil war, a little history lesson during the civil war, around seven seventy thousand 70,000 soldiers were trained on the grounds named after the governor of the war, uh, or during wartime. So camp Randall lives on in this football stadium. And just for historical significance, I believe it deserves to be on this, on this list. And plus, you know, you have the tradition, you have the jump around tradition too. uh, It's really a – people go there to uh, really get after it uh, as long as it's uh, not a noon kick because they're notorious for getting in late. But (laughs) I just feel like the historical significance, you got to put Camp Randall on here. That's
2: a good one. All right. Number two, uh, I have perhaps the best off-campus stadium in college football, I guess you would say, is uh, the Rose Bowl. Uh, the granddaddy of them all. Uh, you know, you have the. This is again a, a scenario where you have those mountains in the background. Like it's just a, a gorgeous area. Even though uh, I have a little bit of hate in my heart for for what happened to a there in twenty seventeen uh, when they. I was at that game, CCLA.
1: Jay. I was at that game. So that oh, was uh, mm-hmm.
2: that was uh, a lot of hope for the season just dashed in one yep. instant. Yep. Uh But I mean, it's it's one of those places that embodies the history of college football. Uh, there's no college football without the Rose Bowl, right? I mean, I can't imagine the sport without that classic environment being a part of it. And that's why I have it. Uh, number two on this list. It's a great choice. Um, so my number two is
1: one that Jay said earlier, which is the big house in Michigan. And uh, I took that photo last year at the Maze Out One of my favorite days of traveling I've ever done was noon, Oregon at Ohio State, 8 p.m. Washington at the Big House. And, uh, you know, just to be somewhere where, you know, they built, Fielding Yost was the one that helped uh, design the Big House. He did it after the Yale Bowl. The Yale Bowl has sixty-one thousand seats. The Big House has over a hundred thousand. So, mm-hmm. you know, whenever you look at overhead of the Yale Bowl, you can see how spread out it is. Yep. Now you have spread out, but you have forty thousand more seats. So, just the sheer mass of humanity that it covers, you know. it's surrounded by more athletic facilities uh, on one side to the south there's a golf course to the southeast there's a cemetery and then Mm -hmm. uh, to the east there's a suburb so it just is amazing that something 100 years ago got planted right in the middle of everything but just the vibe um, the history and just the sheer mass of the building is it's it's something everybody has to go check out
0: yeah, it's tailgating on the golf course was definitely a, a really cool experience. Yeah, uh, I love tailgating on the golf course, um, but yeah, it's it's it, it's it's got to be up there. It's it's one of the best. Um, and just by chance, I'm going with the horseshoe number two. Nice, uh, probably the coolest nickname for a stadium. Rich history, the O on the field, um, script Ohio with the band. But I. It's got to be up there with, with the top five. Um, like I said, it's, it, it's one of the best. So the Horseshoe, Ohio State, Columbus, Ohio, that's my number two. And then Jay, you're number one.
2: Yeah, so uh, I want to preface this by saying that I had to be completely unbiased and take A&M's possibility out of the ranking. Otherwise, I'd have Kyle Field number one uh, for, for personal reasons. Uh, my number one is Tiger Stadium. Uh, Death Valley, Baton Rouge. I mean, it's already been talked about. There's so much unique history there. Uh, I mean, there's the double goalpost that's kind of grandfathered in at this point. There's the eye logo that you talked about, Jake. Uh, The eye of the tiger there. But for me, and I know we're not supposed to talk about atmosphere, 2019, when Joe Burrow took the field for senior night with Burrow spelled in Cajun fashion, on the nameplate on his jersey. That was one of the most surreal moments I've ever experienced in any live sporting event. And, I mean, I just can't imagine that happening anywhere else besides LSU. There's, I mean, they play Colin Baton Rouge Mm pregame. Everything about that stadium is just incredible. And, I mean, it it does feel like Baton Rouge is almost built around Tiger Stadium. I mean, it's just such a special place. Uh, and, and there's so much history there. I, I, you know, there's some definite SCC bias coming out, but I mean, LSU tiger stadium, it's, it's just one of my favorite places on the planet. And I, I had to rank it number one in this list.
0: All right. now, hang on. We're, we're going to switch order here. Cause I want Mike to go last since he is the, the expert here. Okay. <laughs> so my number one is uh it's the Rose bowl. It's uh, it's, A shame that UCLA has to play there because they're so inconsistent. But the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. You want to talk about historic stadiums? It's the Rose Bowl. More people know. More people might know of the Rose Bowl more than UCLA has a football team. Okay, but the it's got to be the Rose Bowl. And like, um, I think Mike, you had the Rose. Did you have the Rose Bowl before or Jay?
2: Jay did. I had it too.
0: Jay, you talked about like the sunset we talked about like the sunset as like the dusk is happening that's one of the coolest pictures in all of college sports you know you know we've been talking about landscape with with the mountains in the background but that right there every single rose bowl game with that background is incredible so i'm going rose bowl my number one and then mike hit the expert himself who do you have
1: so you guys i'm going to name one that's not on any of our lists so far And this is where everything is subjective. And this guy's an expert and then I don't like his answer. Okay. So, but I'm willing to put myself out there and, and die on this Hill. Okay. So the longest running bowl game is the Rose bowl. The -hmm. second longest running bowl game is the sun bowl in El Paso. And my favorite stadium is the sun bowl in El Paso. It It has a 4,000 foot elevation It is the roadside bleachers are carved out of the side of the mountain. It is literally walking distance to the U.S.-Mexico border. And one of the end zones is open. You can look down across the valley and you can see the, you know, U.S. and Mexico. You can see the intersection there. So, you know, going back to the criteria when we talked about walking into a stadium and making you feel different, I went there in 2017. It was one of the first stadiums that I, I went to. My dad played there. He played a game there um and i just wa- i mean there was no atmosphere so you know we we could stress that so i wasn't jaded by oh my god this is the greatest crowd mm-hmm. in the world it was just something about walking around at night navigating that place there's an m in the side of the mountain kind of like montana mm-hmm. there uh there's a lot you know like the, the burnt hills so it's a lot of the desert feel but they're up uh peeking over the top of the stadium And then you can just go and look out at that valley and take it in. You know, the end zone has got that little concrete slope that says UTEP Mm -hmm. in big letters across it. So, you know, if you were to go and say, I got to see this place before the end of, you know, my, if to be a true college football fan, the Sun Bowl would not be on it. But to me, it's something that is, it's the convergence of what the essence of college football is. A premier secluded location, and then just being caught up in your environment. So um, I, I, I say Sun Bowl a lot, and people would. Yeah. I, I remember I did a radio show with a guy that hosted for Clemson. He goes, I could have named seventy-five stadiums, and I wouldn't have said Sun Bowl. So uh, you put yourself out there. But to me, if I had to go watch one game, that's where I would go. You,
0: you picked the you picked the perfect show to to say that because Jay Jay and I are in agreement. I. I'm, I'm, I don't want to speak for Jay, but it's one
2: of
0: the, (laughs) it it is, it's one of the coolest venues. It really is. And it's not talked about enough, but I will say UTEP, UTEP is I think going to be better this year. And I think they're building something. So we, you might be ahead of the curve when people are going to be talking about uh, the Sumble as like a, a great venue. If UTEP is better, Um, that like I said, yeah, you might be ahead of it. So, but yeah, yeah I, well, I do love the Sun Bowl.
1: So last year I won an auction. It was $275 and it was for the UTEP game at New Mexico State. And it was mm-hmm. for two tickets to sit in the athletic director's uh, box. Okay. And his name is Jim Center with an S. He's the AD for, uh, for UTEP. Also the president, Heather Wilson, she was there. So I got to sit with the eighty, you know, 275 bucks. I got to sit with the eighty and the president the whole time. And I was telling them about how much I love the Mm -hmm. Sun Bowl. There's a Friday night game on week four. It's Boise State at UTEP. And I'm going to go and, you know, we're going to try to make it into an event. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, September. I always tell September is hot as you know what for college football. Mm -hmm. October is usually perfect. And then November, you freeze your you know what the whole time. So late September, Friday night kind of got a little bit of connections there with the ad so yeah you know utep uh they they turned they had a good turn with the program Mm -hmm. last year and uh hopefully that you know conference usa landscape is changing obviously but yeah they they have an opportunity and um you know if i'm ahead of the curve that's great but you know the beauty of what we're doing it's all subjective and you have your 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 idea and your choices and you can't argue with somebody that, that that's how they feel so
0: No, I love that answer. I never, Mike, never apologize for that answer. Never. That's, I love it. When you say, here's the expert answer, I feel like, (laughs) here we go. uh, But yeah, yeah, no, we're good. No, that's awesome. Um, Guys, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Mike, do you just want to say your socials so people can follow you?
1: Yeah, I'm uh, uh, at CFB Campus Tour, so College Football Campus Tour on Twitter. I have Instagram. Uh, You know, I've never met one person of significance on Instagram. It's kind of just like put your photo up and look at me. But Twitter, you know, I engage everybody. Uh, I'm releasing games right now that are confirmed. Uh, Sometime in late August, I'll put out my entire schedule. Anybody listening that sees me at the game, come talk to me, uh, you know, correspond. I'm going to be doing some shirt giveaways and all that stuff. So, you know, I'm just a fan. And, you know, it's not... Going to a game is not remarkable, but going to a lot of them, people like. So I'm just doing what everybody else does, but just in a higher number. So yeah, see if CF, at CFB Campus
0: Tour. Uh, I'd be happy to talk to anybody that that follows along. All right. Well, thank you all. Thank you all for tuning in, Mike. Thank you for joining us. Listen, if you are ever if you're ever at Penn State, if you go to Penn State this year or or next year or whatever, send me a DM. All right. I'll give you a place to tailgate. We'll uh, October 22nd. There you 20 second. That's the whiteout. That's out. the whiteout versus like fits, Minnesota. So
1: hit
0: yeah. hit me up. Hit I'm me up. I'm going to hang a out.
1: new a noon game at Robert Morris, and then I'm driving two hours to Penn State. So I should arrive in state college around four thirty or five o'clock. So I'm I'm there. I'm ready to go.
0: Okay. Hey, hit, hit me up, man. All right. I will. All right. Thank you all for tuning in and have a great week. All right. Thank you guys.